I am super pissed at you, Jake. Just, 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 just sit back and relax. So September 8th, 2019, I'm timestamping this at 3.22 p.m. I am watching the Carolina Panthers and the California L.A. Rams. Okay. And, you know, I'm I'm in this market, so I have to watch that game. I changed that because of your tweet. I changed that and I went and got an app where I'm able to watch other games. And this is why I go on the social media because that's a place where you go and you have fun. Uh, sometimes it upsets you. And I've never been this triggered before in my life, Jake, because you, I, I consider you a real close friend of mine. I go on to Twitter. Right. And the first tweet that I see, it was from at all in kid, <laughs> A-L-L-I-N-K-I-D. Do you know who that handle belongs to, Jake? Yeah, of course. It's me. Although I have to I might have to change it at some point because I'm an adult. But con- continue. <laughs> right. At 322 p.m. You tweet out. Is Todd Gurley. Not is. The bust. Huh? Not is. Don't don't even include the word is. I know where you're going. I didn't even say is. Todd Gurley a bust. No. This was going into the third quarter. He had like a couple carries. He had like five yards, right? Ladies and gentlemen, he finished with 14 carries, 97 yards, 6.9 yards a carry, and one touchdown. I cannot believe you fix your fingers to tweet that out to the masses, being so disrespectful. Todd Gurley is a bad man. That offense runs through Todd Gurley. No, no, and no. you call so, this man a bust? Not no, even see, three quarters ne- through the D'Angelo, season? Look, look, look. Now you get to come into my world. And that's why this is the fantasy versus reality. Now you get to come to the Jake Seeley getting triggered side of things. Because if you noticed, I'm going to actually quote the exact tweet. It was Gurley bust of the year. That was the tweet. And then it's facepalm emoji and whatever you want to call that, like, annoyed disinterested emoji because this is what i deal with every single year d'angelo is what the same thing that gets you triggered and pisses you off is the same that pisses me off in fantasy because it was a hundred percent annoyed with and sarcastic towards all the people tweeting me these are the things that get tweeted during the games d'angelo how about that kyler murray ranking he's trash i'll wait while you talk about your top three tight ends for the week who are not up there O.J. Howard is a fraud. Is Julio Jones alive? This is the kind of stuff I get. So you're now in my world, D'Angelo. This is this is me getting triggered on Sundays, and that was 100% not even tongue-in-cheek. That was baiting and trolling all those idiots who were saying that, as in the, it was true. Jake, you have to hashtag or something because it sounds <laughs> no. like it came from you. I can't, I can't distinguish sarcasm from That's being the serious for. as it relates to treat, tweets. I, everybody uses emojis. You need to use them wisely, Jake, because you pissed me off. Like to the point where I almost picked up my phone and had a conversation with you. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to waste my time because maybe, just maybe, the sober Jake is not so sober anymore. No, no see, this is the 95% of the people that follow me understand that. So this maybe, maybe D'Angelo just needs to become better friends with Jake, is what you're saying. Maybe that's what it is. Let's talk about somebody else that has a new job in front of them because Adrian Peterson, for the first time Mm. in his career, D'Angelo, for the first time in his career, was a game day and active, not injury-related. Set on the bench. Uh, They were rolling out Darius Geis, Chris Thompson, 
And then because of special teams, Adrian Peterson, not involved in special teams, was on the bench. And now Darius Geis hurts his other knee, not the one that he had the ACL injury on, just another knee. It's a meniscus injury in the other knee. But point being, Adrian Peterson's now back to being the starter. If I guess this is twofold for you, D'Angelo. There's like one is... What would you do if this was you? Like, do you just, as the veteran, do you come in in week two and be like, all right, well, I'm just going to go out there and do what I've done? Or like part of you saying, I'm offended. You guys benched me in week one. I still think I'm the best running back on this team. The writing's on the wall, man. AD is a Hall of Fame talent. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He set all these type of records when he was with Minnesota. People that commit to him. Adrian Peterson is a running back that needs an offense that commits to him. And the problem that A.B. has, I mean, A.D. has all day, um, <laughs> is the fact that he didn't evolve as a running back. The offenses today, if you can't catch the ball out of the backfield, then we don't have a use for you. That's true. Like the New England Patriots have made it uh, a priority. The Pittsburgh Steelers have made it a priority. You know, the, the, the uh, New Orleans Saints has made it a priority. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. This is the new trend in the National Football League is you have to be dynamic out of the backfield. The the most dynamic team with the running back out of the backfield to date right now is the Carolina Panthers with CMC. Like he does everything for that team. And Adrian Peterson wasn't able to adapt. He's not one of those running backs to catch the ball out of the backfield. He is a pure runner. He is the last of not a dying. He is the last of a dead breed. Once Adrian Peterson is done and hang up the cleats and no longer has a job, they'll never, and this is me, this is me speaking, my opinion, there won't ever be another running back that just is a pure running back that does not catch the ball out of the backfield because you can game plan against that. It's very tough to game plan against five wides every time. That's four receivers and one back out of the backfield that can actually run routes. So then is there any thinking in the back of your mind if put yourself in Adrian Peterson's shoes of like, hey, I know this team's going nowhere. The offensive line can't even get Trent Williams into town because they won't give him him a new con. Is there any anything in your mind? And I know this is a question. You can't say what Adrian Peterson is going to say. And we've seen how I, competitive I don't know what he he's going to say, but if but, I'm but Adrian Peterson, I'm, are you like maybe I, I give 80 percent? No, I'm I'm fine with sitting on the sideline because you see what happened to the running back. He well, he's got both knees but, but, up. Like it's it's that's how bad the offensive line is. If you're starting this week, if it's you, do you potentially not give a hundred percent? I think that's the biggest question. Oh no no, no, like, no, you give you give a hundred percent. You definitely give a hundred percent because they're paying okay. you for a hundred percent effort. They're not paying you for fifty or sixty or seventy. Like this is one of those jobs that you can't come out and just give 60, 70, 80% because then you're going to end up on the bench with an injury or something that's going to linger for a lifetime. So you got health issues that you have to worry about. So with that being said, I know for a fact him as a competitor, he's going to go out, he's going to give 100%. But the problem with him giving 100% is, is that offensive line. I, I don't <laughs> – you can't do it in this league. There's no more Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was the last one to do it with no offensive line. Uh, Saquon Barkley kind of did it last year. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, he had 472 carries. I mean, <laughs> I'd be able to do it too with no offensive line. At some point, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though. At some point, you're going to need help. And right. Adrian Peterson, at the age that he's at, the injuries that he's experienced, the uh, the journeyman he's become, 
he doesn't have that luxury uh, of just stepping in and going for 100 yards. Like, he actually has to work for him. And that's what I think the challenge is for him, and that's why he loves this great game. I think early on it came easy for him. Now it's a lot harder. And if he doesn't give 100%, he'll be exposed, and that legacy is something big because if it wasn't, he wouldn't be playing today. All right, fair enough. Then let's spin this another way then. Let's talk about similar to the Redskins and talk about the Dolphins because the perception out there, and this is this is fun how all these topics are kind of just tying into each other loosely here, D'Angelo's. Yeah. So a lot of people after that game, we saw reports that players were requesting trades and then some people backed off on the team. And then the reports in the media were, you know, the players don't want to be here. They know the Dolphins are tanking for that first pick. All this talk after the trade that they made and got rid of Tunsil and just looking forward. One, like, if you were ever on a team, I mean, I guess the question is, one, are the Dolphins tanking in your opinion? And then if you were on a team that's tanking, I mean, do you, as a player, do you want to get the hell out of there? Or do you just say, you know what, I'll be here the, for the future and maybe this is the Browns trust the process? Jake, you've been very disrespectful to all football players that have ever played this game and tried to make How's, it to the National Football How League. so? Who the hell are they tanking for? Who's in college that you're tanking for? Who? The first There's pick. no Zion Williams. There's no Zion Williams. In you no, know, but we see it every single year. You tell me the do- who, are you, who are you tanking for? Who are you tanking Tua? for? Tua? Herbert? Who? A quarterback? And, they don't and, have and, a quarterback. And you think they're gonna? And you think they're going to help you? You think you're going to help you? Miami needs absolutely a bad football team. That's what Miami is. They're just a bad football team. Look, you know and it's not a quarterback-driven league. Team, they got bad coaches. I know they do, but it's a quarterback-driven league, and if you have the opportunity to get your guy and know that you have the number one pick, I mean, we've seen it before. Are you tell me if How's you it working with for Arizona? How's it working it, for Arizona? It's one game. I think it's working fine if you watch the second half. <laughs> oh, oh, no. We're not going to trim this down and minimize uh, or make it fit our narrative. As an entire game, how is it working out for Arizona? It's one they're week. One. They had a tie game. It's one week. We're going to evaluate into all of Kyler Murray's yes, career off yes. one game. My, my whole point is, my whole point is, is Tua is not the answer. Uh, the quarterback from Clemson is not the answer. There's no well, one. He's not person. in the draft this year. <laughs> this is not the NBA, Jake. One player cannot help your football team go from 0-16 to a playoff team. The truth is, though. The point being is if you knew you were getting a generational talent, and that's the assumption that they're making. What you, you it, can't it, name you can't name a generational talent out there though. Who would you take? Like normally, if that was the case, uh, when Lamar was in school, and you would say, "Hey, the Baltimore Ravens is tanking for Lamar." Like I get it, but you can't tell me who the Miami Dolphins are tanking for. If you could tell me who they're tanking for, then I could say, oh, yeah, they're tanking. But because you can't tell me who they're tanking for, they're just a bad football team. If you were on a team and you thought they were tanking, would you would you request a trade like the reports were? Would you be like, I'm getting the hell out? Would well, you pull well, an Antonio well, Brown? The, the would you get the hell off the team? Well, I, I'm, uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> and, and here's the thing. If, if I'm making... 12 to 15 million dollars on this awful football team and i know that i can't get that anywhere else then i'm happy on this awful football team because the adrian the, peterson the, yes <laughs> i i'm happy where i need to be because this is maximizing my dollar as a business more money in than going out is a successful business okay fair enough all right so th- since we've been so contentious to start this are you ready for a little bit of fun then how about that can we do a That's little bit of fun? That's what I'm talking about, yeah. 
All right. Let's have so, a little bit of fun because Jake, right now, it's not fun. <laughs> you have pissed me off to no end. That's the goal. Let's go with this new segment, Lit Relaxed or Panic. We, we changed okay. it. I forgot right, right before the show. With, so the, with the new word. What you know about Lit, Jake? The hell I you know, know about I know lit? nothing. I'm not going to pretend I know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> Well, you sound cool, man. Fake it till you make it, brother. Fake it till you make it? Yeah, I've been faking it for my entire life. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Panic, relax, or lit? This is, you get to answer one of those three. This is what you tell me. So okay. ba- Baker Mayfield and the Browns go from uh, Super Bowl contender to, oh, my God, what the hell is wrong with them? Maybe you want to talk about the tweets that you see. The tweets that I saw is, oh, got Baker Mayfield's giant disappointment. He's the worst. Like, oh, everybody got too excited too fast. So Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns, D'Angelo. Relax. Panic. The, no, they need to relax. They just need to relax. It's going to take time for them all to gel. You could get it in training camp, but you I, let me. You could touch the surface in training camp, but until you, uh, quote, unquote, get into those live bullets uh, during the game, that's when you know what you need to work on. Like, obviously, he has all those weapons, uh, but at the same time, you need actual game experience. How many preseason games are they playing together? Well, so that, that kind of ties in. Let me. I know this is kind of sidebarring the question here, but you saw what happened in the Packers-Bears game and how many of those players didn't play in the preseason. Did everybody make this assumption that preseason doesn't matter and it matters more than people think? Did Tom Brady play in the preseason? No. Oh, so you're quiet now. So you're going to no, pick I up all the I asked you the question. I didn't say what my opinion Tom was. Tom Brady, he looked great. He looked absolutely amazing. He looked so like did Ezekiel he Elliott. I'm, I'm right. not. I, I was absolutely. I wasn't making my opinion. I was asking you the question. Oh, okay. What was your, what was your question, Jake? Because you <laughs> you ask all these underlying questions that pisses me off. But but go ahead. I'm I'm ready now. That, so that's what it was. So you kind of answered it. Is the fact that people were saying if you watch the Bears and the Packers, the reason that looked was such a terrible. So then answer that as a player. Why was that game so terrible if it wasn't for the preseason? Because that's the assumption everybody made. Well, that game was terrible because. I'm going to use what you said. Quarterback play was awful. First of all, I've never seen Aaron Rodgers look like that, period. I don't even think preseason could have helped him, even if he would have played all four games. Like it was Is he that never going to be the Aaron Rodgers we saw before? Is he is he No, he'll definitely, he'll definitely be that Aaron Rodgers, but you got to knock that rust off going in, especially when you got a lot of hype around you. The Tennessee Titans right now are flying high because they beat the Cleveland Browns because uh, they are who we thought they were or wasn't uh, in what he said to Dennis Green. But my my thing is this, though. They were awful because they didn't play well. You you, you go out and you try to put on your best game, but schemes, game plan, all of that changes. Like, it's just like playing Super Tecmo Bowl or Tecmo Bowl when you pick the same play and people running it. It doesn't matter what you do when getting the ball off. It's still tough. So it's all about schemes and game plan and making the play when you have that opportunity because a missed tackle now will result in 7 to 14 points later. So everything that you do, like, I'll give you a case in point, and this is sidebar, if you will, Jake. If you look <laughs> the back at the, the Saints, yeah, the sidebar and the sidebar. If you look <laughs> at the Saints, the the Saints game from the Houston Texans, two plays dictated whether the Houston Texans won or lost. And I don't know what the hell the defensive coordinator was thinking there toward the end of the game. Okay, right. 
So that's my whole point. So that's the difference between the Houston Texans being 1-0 and the Saints being 0-1 versus them being 1-0 and the Houston Texans losing that game. It had nothing to do with anything else in the game. You can pick out certain plays, but it, it, it all boils down to making your play when it's time for you to make that play. So it was just bad football being played on Thursday night. And I was, I'm was i still trying to figure out what the hell the NFL was thinking about putting the Bears-Green Bay Packers game on. Well, it was a better game than the Steelers-Patriots uh, game, but you think there'd be more <laughs> fanfare of the Super Bowl. Like, what no, happened the, to the I, Super I, Bowl I, champions I know the answer. The I, I looked the same. No, there's this. I actually looked it up. The, the reason they did it was because it was the 100th anniversary and they were using two of the original teams. That's why. That's so, and we got and an two- original score too, ten to three. <laughs> Thank you, NFL. You Touché, guys got D'Angelo. what you wanted. Thank you so much. We got an original score from two originals for two original teams, and that was before passing the forward pass was in progress. Thank you guys so much. I know you want to get into this one because you brought them up at the top of the show, like it was my fault. Dallas Cowboys and Amari Cooper panic, relax, or lit. You know how I feel about the Cowboys. There's there's two teams that I absolutely hate. That's the New England Patriots because they win a lot and the Dallas Cowboys because their fans are annoying as hell. So I, I'm going to say. You have to, as if you could be as impartial as you could be, you have to admit the Cowboys look good. They played against the Giants, bro. The Giants were what, 5-11 last year? This is what I don't understand. What are Cowboys fans excited about? Why did they even make this segment anyway? Like, they played the New York Giants. They're not even the New York football Giants anymore because they don't even play football in, in New York anymore. <laughs> they, they made a segment, and it is a segment, and the people are going crazy is because the Cowboys have very little and very few weaknesses. It's hard to even pick one right now. Are you serious? That's, what's their <sighs> okay. weakness? What's their weakness? Okay, let's let's make sure we re we next week make sure we we dive back into this conversation. Okay, make oh, sure we well, dive 100%. back into this conversation. hundred percent. Because Dak, in my opinion, is not the answer. I'm going panic. I'm gonna answer your question. I'm gonna go panic, and I'm going panic because of this reason. A lot of people are high on the Cowboys because they beat the New York Giants, and they feel as if they're going to the Super Bowl. But just like the Dallas Cowboys team come mid-season to later on in the season. That's when they start dropping those important games, and that's when it's going to happen because that's what they're used to. I don't think I'm – I know for a fact in my mind, I don't think that Dak has taken that next step on being that quarterback that's able to come back and win football games for you. Nothing in this game was hard for Dak Prescott. Because I've yes, always no, been, Nothing I, in I've this been, game was hard for Dak Prescott. No, well, admittedly so, but I've, I've been a Dak supporter. But all right, so let's get to this next one then, because there's only one right answer for this. And But I have a feeling we're going to agree finally, because this is panic, relax, or lit on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. There's only one right answer. Oh, he's lit. He's Thank 100% you. lit. He, he right, we're 100% far, on the same page. My hero of the weekend, and this is why he is my hero for the weekend. Nobody was expecting a damn thing from Lamar Jackson because he was a running back playing a quarterback position. He stepped up. He delivered the ball. Hollywood but, but D'Angelo, Brown. but D'Angelo, he can't throw. You, you're absolutely right, but you can if you're on your feet. If you're but, on your feet but, and you can see down the field. But did you not see his rookie season? Man, you know, he's one of those guys that stepped up and he worked his ass off in the offseason, and you can see it. So then let me Workers ask you this. Ass off in the offseason. This is why. 
rookie quarterbacks that are mobile quarterbacks, when they first get in the National Football League, they run first, then they break down the offense. Rookie quarterbacks coming in, the first thing that they do is they run because they don't totally know the entire offense. They don't know where the hots are. They don't know what the ex- the play well, is. Plus, it was the middle of the season, and they didn't change the offense. They just so pulled it back. There's so much going on. Yeah, even them going back. Like, when you drop back to pass, what people don't understand about the National Football League and playing quarterback, what you see at the line and when you drop back can change drastically because yeah. that's what schemes are for in the National Football League. So that cover two may be cover three when you drop back, and then now you're assessing the defense and forget what the damn play is. So what that's do you what do as a happened. quarterback? You run. Exactly, and that's what happened last. I'm so glad you said that because this is what happened with Jared Goff last year, and I brought it up so many times is that during their bye week, there was a lot of teams in the NFL that stopped showing their defense until the headsets clicked off between McVay yes. and Goff because they knew Goff couldn't adjust to exactly what you said. But the question Absolutely. I want to ask you this is this is personal. This is a selfish question. Week one, am I allowed to take a victory lap in Lamar Jackson? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I'm, I mean, I've, I'm down in Virginia Beach. I was considered running, running to Baltimore and just running around the city of Baltimore. You, That's my you, victory lap. You know what? <laughs> what? What has Lamar Jackson done for you? Let me just ask that question. Yeah, he's definitely made me look like a genius in all of my leagues. <laughs> oh, did you pick him up? Did you draft him? Oh, I, I couldn't own enough Lamar Jackson. Lamar ja- I feel so good about Lamar Jackson, Josh just, Jacobs, and Dar- Darren Waller so far. Those are my three. So, so you have I, them I mean, all in your fantasy team. You have them all yeah. in your fantasy team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lamar you Jackson nearly You everywhere. definitely can take a, a victory lap. But also know this. There's going to be times where he have a tough game. Oh, I'm going to be there for you him. also got to be humble enough to say, hey, you know, this humble pie is great. <laughs> I will, but I, you know what? I'll be the first one in line to support him and get, you know, encourage him for the next oh, game. I can tell, I can tell you that. I, I am too because he's come, he's come so far, and I'm, I'm. Deshaun Watson is the same way. Watching Deshaun Watson sitting in the pocket and actually reading the offenses, you can tell that they took a a leap from their rookie year up until you know the next year and the year after that. They're still progressing, and once you're not able to progress as a quarterback, that's when they figure you out. That's why Tom Brady is so good because he's constantly progressing and evolving during the game. When he come out of the when he drops back and he comes out of his three step drop or his five or his seven step drop, he already knows where he's going with the ball. Oh that's the only quarterback that I've seen that do that. Yes. I'm talking about reading the field, reading the defense. It doesn't matter what you try to hide or what you try to see. We're all creatures of habit. It comes down to film study uh, and you're going to always fall back into your habits. You know that if I drop to the right and I look left and you know that safety always go left on the second look, then you program yourself, hey, I got to give you that second look. You drop to the left so then I can throw the ball to the right. We're all creatures of habit. We all do the same thing every game, and it's picking up on those – uh, those habits that those creatures have, and I think that New England is doing a great job of doing it. Yeah, that's why I was. That's why I always had to play defense, D'Angelo's, because as a receiver, I could only catch over my left shoulder. I could never catch over my right. Well, I could, just not very well. So this is why. Oh, this is why. That, yeah, awful. this I, just put me up at safety, then I could see the entire field. But all right, last one. And I know so you I were kind of question want... for you though, Jake. What, what's okay. next for Lamar Jackson? What's next for him? What's next is more running and a more balanced attack. I mean, he didn't even run in that game, and that was the best part That's about it. That's what I'm it. saying. That's what I said. What's next? You talking about ceiling? No, I'm talking about what's next in terms of what does he have to prove. Oh, nothing. Just consistency. He just has to prove okay. that he can. He just that he can do this every single week. And I think to your point, there's going to be a down game or two because nobody's perfect. I mean, even Tom Brady has off games, but yeah, the but problem his off is, games is like, are still lit. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what we got to get to. And that's the problem in the National Football League and why there's a variation is because the hardest thing in the National Football League is consistency. I don't disagree with you at all, especially that's from the fancy perspective. <laughs> yeah, that's the, right. that's the problem. Last one, and this ties into, I know, like I said, a, a, I know you have a dud that you want to bring up in this conversation. Oh, dude, I got, I, I got two of them. Oh, I two. two so I don't even know who the other one. This is going to be interesting. I, I don't know who the other one is. So this I got, is I got, I got last two one. duds. Panic, relax, or lit. The Steelers look like trash in that game. Panic, relax, or lit, D'Angelo. <laughs> this one's a hard one right here, Jake. This is tough. This is a very tough question. And the reason why is is because I'm in the middle of like panic and relax. And here's why I'm in the middle on panic and relax. The offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers blocked their ass off. It wasn't one time where I saw a receiver that was uncontested, meaning that they got open on their own. Like literally you can hear the words – come out of Ben's mouth like, come on, guys, get open. Hmm. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I know how elite A.B. is as a number one receiver. I don't know how elite Juju Smith-Schuster is. Smith-Schuster, him as a number one, Candy handled the pressure, and week one, I didn't see it. And I didn't see the twos, the threes, the guys that are are should be significant um, role players stepping up and playing their role and helping Ben and the offense deliver. That's what I missed. You know that Tom Brady is going to put up points. He's going to move the ball. So with that being said, you know you got to come out as an offense and you got to put up points. No matter how you do it, whether it's three or whether it's seven, because if you don't, it's just going to get bad play after play after play after play. And you got to try harder and you trying harder mean you making mistakes and that's what happened. So with that being said, and the reason why I'm saying relax at the same time is because you don't play Tom Brady every week. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> you don't play him every week. So you have room for a lot of improvement. So if I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I'm sitting back like, okay, all right. I mean, the Seahawks are coming yet. to town. We're, it's not the friendliest. Right. It sucks. We got our head drove in like, OK, we got to bring it back a little bit. Juju, you're still good, uh, but you're not the great receiver that or the elite receiver. We're, you're not a B's replacement. You're Juju Smith Schuster. Let's make sure we know that you are a great receiver, but you're not Antonio Brown. Uh, so with that being said, we need to relax and not push him into a position of being something that he's not. Oh, we're, we're doing both. We're panic and relaxing. Yeah, we're, we're right in the middle of panic and relax. What do you think? Do you think panic, relax, or lit? I'm I'm like 75% relax. I, I do have a little bit of concern, to your point, because I'm glad you brought that up about Juju, is because Chris Meany, for on, on the fancy side, when we had busts for this year, he said he might be my wide receiver bust, but not a bust as in, yeah, I hear you, sigh, but we, the, not in the bust of the fact that he was going to stink, but what you just said is people wanted to say immediately, well, Antonio Brown's gone, so he's going to be a top five wide receiver. Look at what he did last year, and not 
attribute what you just said is that can he be the number one and still succeed at that level being the number one but to your point the reason I say relax is because I still believe in James Conner and the offensive line who were the two parts that look good I think Dante Moncrief you brought up the great part about it is Ben Roethlisberger was frustrated Dante Moncrief was dropping passes James Washington ran into coverage for that interception I mean there's a lot of mistakes on the field that day so I'm with you know who my bust of this past week was it's actually a game a game as a whole because it involved two teams. The 49ers and the Buccaneers were supposed to be the shootout of the week, and Bruce Arians was supposed to fix Jameis Winston and that offense, and the Buccaneers and the 49ers both looked terrible. First of all, you're not going to disrespect my 49ers while I'm here. Like, we've, <laughs> we've, we've talked you, about you, this. You have to be impartial and understand so that, you, that was, so that's a terrible-looking so saying So you're saying the Bucs 49ers game look worse than the Bears-Green Bay game? No, 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 no. But this is was supposed to be the shootout of Sunday. This was supposed to be 37 to 32, and everybody was supposed to be going crazy, and Jimmy Garoppolo was supposed to be fine, and Jameis Winston, like I said, was supposed to be under Aaron. I'm saying, if you watch that game, that was the, that was the bust game, and both teams were severely disappointed. I was very excited and happy. The 49ers. For the, for the 49ers? Yeah, absolutely. How 100%. So? Because we won. <laughs> so that's all what do you mean you, you just want the w that's it i just want the w doesn't matter uh, there's look then let me ask you all right hold teams, on hold there's on 16 we'll, teams that got up this morning that are oh and one or one and oh and oh and one i know hold on so let me ask yeah. you this because i'm going to keep it in the panic relax and we'll finish on this today i'll finish so you honestly try try to not be a 49ers fan for a second just honestly d'angelo if you see that Jimmy Garoppolo against the Buccaneers defense of all defenses threw for 166 yards, one touchdown, one pick, the running game got nothing going. Granted, Tevin Coleman got hurt. George Kittle led, which is not a surprise, but he led the team with 54 receiving yards. There's nothing in your mind that's panic mode about the 49ers, even though they got the win. I'm relaxed, brother. First game <laughs> of the season. We haven't really uh, gelled with one another. Such yet. a homer. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And, <laughs> And also, before we leave, I, I want to give you, like, two players that I think uh, – well, two players and a core that I think that really let me down in terms of what I wanted to see. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Fair enough. That's one. I think we all agree Two there. is Aaron Donald. He had one tackle. One did, tackle. Did, did you remember what That's I told you? That's the only thing in his stat sheet. <laughs> Do one you remember what I told you? tackle. You see, you see what my defensive player of the year pick did? Two sacks, Miles Garrett. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers receiving core. Like, they just couldn't oh, pull so... away from anybody. That was my third. All three of those, if I'd have to pick one of those, I couldn't because they were all I, – I literally – I'm like, dude, Aaron Donald is about to eat. <laughs> and he did. He ate grass. He he didn't eat quarterbacks. He didn't eat tackles. He did he ate grass is what he did. He was that proverbial apex predator turned vegan uh, for this weekend, and he ate grass. He was the he was uh, I mean I don't even know what you call him because I eat meat. Uh, oh, a herbivore. That that's exactly what he was. He was a herbivore. <laughs> you know who did eat? My Ooh. boy Josh Jacobs, but that's another one for another day. Hey, let me ask you this: Let's get out of here, D'Angelo. And first episode, panic, relax, or lit? It's got to be lit, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it's oh, it's hundred percent lit. It's hundred percent <laughs> lit. I just hate that you triggered me so fast. Uh, I'm still That's mad about your tweet, even though you explained it to me. I'm still a little bit pissed oh, off. Oh, be, be ready for plenty of those throughout the season. Trust me. Yeah. I'm just, so who's your team moving forward on being in the Super Bowl? I just want to know that. Oh, I haven't changed. I'm still I'm still Good. sticking with my picks. I'm still Saints who's your picks? In, the, in the NFC. Saints in the NFC. And uh, what, I forget who the NFC was now because I switched because I wanted to say. Who did I say? Oh, I said Chiefs. Didn't yeah, I? Yeah, you did say Chiefs. So oh, no, said I said Patriots. No, no, no. I said Patriots because I said you can't Patri- pick against Patri- the Patriots. And But right. I had the Saints I, winning. I'm still I'm still saying Saints winning because I'm not going to change my pick. I, so I'm changing my picks. I well, had obviously Saints, because your boy got hurt. No, no. it's It has nothing to do with it. It does have something to do with him being hurt. So just like <laughs> any marriage, you always have an option for divorce. And I am I'm, I'm calling that and I'm, I'm divorcing the Jaguars because Nick Foles got hurt. I am going to marry as my second wife. Um, no divorce for me, ever. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm still dating. I'm still dating. No, I, I don't, I'll go, I'll go I, down I think with it's too the early. It's too early for me to just jump back in after just being recently divorced yesterday or uh, Sunday. So I, it's too early for me right now. I can't pick an AFC team. Give me another week. Uh, I'll I'll always be loyal to everybody out there. So I, I, I'm, I'm married for life. But I'm, I'm, but I'm the homer. God, <laughs> thanks for listening, uh, Jake. Is you're such a nice damn guy. You really need to pick it up uh, because nice guys finish last. Just remember that. Uh, you guys take it easy. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, if you want to comment about this episode, you know you can hit Jake up because uh, he obviously he's a funny guy on on Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. If you want to see his lovely family, you can go to Instagram. He's a beautiful dog. Uh, <laughs> you can also go to my Instagram, my Facebook. Uh, I'm more realistic. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook as well. But most of the time you'll find me here giving Jake the business. <laughs>